and this is where you and I differ, and I and I've told you this, and I've told everybody else this. If the if the tone and the and the conversation and the message this morning was we've already won, I, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> I knew you would. I absolutely this knew you not, would. No, this is no would. time to celebrate. What are you I'm with TJ on this. I'm with uh, uh, this kid. <laughs> TJ I, was the same. He actually agreed with me. What are you talking about? We did no, not. we are here to win the fucking bike race. <laughs> absolutely. The the absolutely. whole bike race. It's called reverse psychology. I'm not going to stress no, these guys out in the morning. No. Welcome back to the Stages Podcast. I'm Lance Armstrong with my host, J.B. Hager. A couple guests today, a certain George Hincapi, who you might remember. from he, We let him come on the tour podcast a couple times. You're going to say you might remember from the Stages Podcast, yeah. not the all the other yeah, years 17 on the tours, greatest <laughs> teammate of all time, all-arounder, fucking great guy. You know, all those things, but, you know couple guest appearances on stages this that's summer. that's what put him over the top um and george is actually a perfect guest to have today because jv we couldn't watch the race i mean it, in it, this is just a recurring theme we talked about it a lot yesterday and there's it's no, not a criticism there's no, nothing we can do and it's not just us not being able to see the race this is everybody including the uh commentators you know right. they they watch the same feed and and that's where they derive everything from we're all kind of twiddling our thumbs a little bit and this is where george like you said really comes in handy today because it turns out i became the <laughs> the media source for the three <laughs> biggest global media outlets out there nbc you, Eurosport, and uh stages right everybody was in that order i was copying and pasting text messages phone. to all of you guys there's by the way. smoke <laughs> coming off george's phone he can't so you were literally texting out what was going down? That is correct. You were break, and, breaking and, it down. And I was talking on the radio to TJ the whole time. Oh so I was my doing gosh. a lot of multitasking today. Good job, buddy. So, George, what, um, and before I go any farther, just right quick. So, after George, and I, I won, this day got a little long, and people came by. The energy down here in, in uh, this part of Denver is incredible. But after George gets done telling us whatever he wants to tell us, um, I thought it would be interesting, too, an old friend of both George and I, who's the actual race doctor. So he's the doctor, not a team doctor. He's the doctor for the race. Uh, our good friend Ramin Modaber, Doctor Modaber, who's a badass orthopedic surgeon in uh, in Los Angeles. So after George, and I just want to have Ramin on and talk about what 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 is the role of the official race doctor? Like, mm -hmm. is that you know taking somebody's blood pressure? Is that handing out aspirin? Is that what what is that? So we'll get to that. But um, but first, George, what? Like, we don't know, we literally don't know anything about what happened today, other than trying to follow some tweets, texting with you, listening to the NBC podcast, who obviously didn't know any, anything either, because they were also texting you. What? What happened? <laughs> well, it was a super, super aggressive stage. I mean, our our goal for the day was not to let House get any time bonus seconds on us. We completed that task in the first uh, 10K. Cannondale was controlling the race from kilometer one. I told the guys early on that we were just sitting back and we were going to wait for the sprint. We have obviously have three great sprinters on our team. Um, and we succeeded in the first 10K, and then on the climb it was just chaos. There was five different groups. But did Alex Howes really think he was going to get a time bonus at the first sprint? He's actually pretty fast. But with, with well, all the sprinters still left? Yeah, I mean, he, was, he still tried, and they, okay. they definitely tried to control that. And 
Uh, fortunately for us, Travis went for it. Um, another guy went for it, and John Murphy took third. So that went as, as good as it could have gone. Yeah. We've been talking about this, George, about how we, uh, comparing it to the Tour de France, because that's where most people derive their knowledge from. Uh, half the field size, much smaller teams. That's why you see chaos, right? If you could give us some, shed some light on that, is, is that a part of the reason that you can't just, okay, even though it's a second, that's like obviously the most narrow margin possible, you can't just take control of the race. Yeah, no, there's just, I mean, this, like you said, smaller team, six guys. Um, even the Pro Tour teams with the huge budgets, they have six guys, but they, don't, they only have, you saw Cannondale today, they had two guys pulling there at the end. Um, Trek had two guys pulling, and they they just they were they didn't have it. I mean, they, they in, in, with a nine man with an eight man team or nine man team that gap is gets closed any any day at the Tour de France. So just for the so what happened for the listener at home who probably watched as well or or tried to watch, mm -hmm. um, th these guys actually started as five guys. They get away, and then that sort of whittled down to the two. Chvetkov, how do you say his name? Vetkov. <clears throat> And Cinny. Yeah, they actually, it was actually eight guys. And, uh, and then it went to five. And it went to five. The five got caught. Yep. And then they went downhill for 5K, and then they hit the second KOM. And then they went. And that's where, that's where the two guys went. Yep. And actually, TJ was really good there, but it really wasn't his responsibility to go. It was more the Candle guys, so he yep. thought that they would come back and get him, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Yep. Now, you know, I, uh, I doubt that you have time to listen to our podcast when you're so busy with the team and... You know, just uh, being a bill. I listened last night. Did you listen last night? Because we said, because okay. I told him, I was like, we we just gave him a total. Did yeah? Did you, know, did you hear the TJ Love Fest puff piece? <laughs> I did. I we did. I we are was, really I appreciate re that. We're interested we might, in this. We kid. might get a new sponsor out of that uh, podcast. Tell last us night. more. <laughs> Tell us more about TJ. How he ended up in your program. What else do you know about him? Like that was a great story yesterday. Great ride, and we're all very intrigued. Believe it or not, TJ was actually pissed off today. I mean, even though the team meeting went today, guys, we already won. We won. We're coming out winners. I didn't put any pressure on them because it was up to the other teams to win this race. Although I told him it'd be amazing if we ended up winning the, the race at the, uh, in the last day here in Denver. <clears throat> so we, our plan was to try to keep the jersey and try to win the stage, or not win the stage, but just keep the jersey. But TJ, I mean, he's just he's a free spirit. He's a good family guy. His brother's here. His brother-in-law. His, his brother came here. by earlier. Yeah, I mean they're great people. Um, you know, he was he was definitely visibly upset though today at the finish. No, he should have been. He's got some passion. I mean, yeah. the guy the guy's a winner, I and mean, he's but, a great cyclist. And the, the way I we got him, we were fortunate enough to get him last year because BMC let him go. I saw how strong he was in Utah. He got sick at the end of the season. He was stuck in Belgium racing. You know these super hardcore cold races. When you're sick, you're away from home. You're not getting better. Um, so we got lucky. I knew that he had an engine. I, I, I got a great relationship with BMC. I called about him. They all said he's a great guy. Um, there was no reason not to get him. So we got lucky that he came on our program and he's done amazing things for us this year. All I know is that somebody at the, at the press conference yesterday asked him, you know, <laughs> it was, you were away all day. It, it, they were coming back to you. It looked like you weren't going to stay away. What were you thinking? And he <laughs> says, man, I just decided at that point. I was going to go balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it just, that, that's, deep. That's, deep. Th that's amazing. I mean, it, apparently that term I, means I don't know something what, completely I don't know different what, now. I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, 
That might have not gone go over so well at a Tour de France press conference, but here it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I, I, and I triple checked. I was like, did he really say that he was going to go balls deep? Oh, look at the doc. He wants to get in the shot. Jesus. Doc, sit your ass down. You're not up yet. Um, uh, you know, uh, you think think more, uh, George. We want to know more about TJ. I was talking to his older brother. His brother is like 16 years older than him. Yep. Came by and they said that's you know I taught him how to ride, and 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 I said to him I said when we first saw TJ take off early yesterday, we couldn't help but notice his super upright neck. Yeah. Right. His head's wave. It's a complete opposite of Froome. Right. And his brother goes, that's because when he started riding, he was so small. He had to like literally lift his head up to see over the peloton. He was wow. a small kid. So he just got used yeah, to. I mean, you, I don't know what he did as a kid, but I mean, you watch him on the bike. The guy's got incredible style on the bike. He yep. looks super good on the bike. I mean, he's a natural. Yep. So George, but when when I'm still trying to figure out. So this group gets the two guys go away, and and when I say go away, I mean the race is going away. The race is. Yeah. You're losing the race. Yeah. And so behind you have, uh, first question, was anybody from your team close to being there? Because, you know, no. if he has one more guy. No, we, that, we, you know, that was what we, that was one of the disappointments of today. We did not have anybody close. The guys were about two minutes behind, but they were just going too fast in the front. They were not coming back. Okay. All right. So then you're there, and Trek is pulling, Cannondale is pulling. And, and they are not bringing back the two leaders. So those guys attacked on the second KOM, which is kind of steep, but it was only like 2K long. And what happened was they attacked. They got 10 seconds on the climb, which is not much. As soon as we got to the top of the climb, it started raining. Yep. So within 5K, we were 50 seconds behind because they went a lot faster than our group in the well, rain. Well, that means they can go downhill fast yeah. in the rain, yep. which is a special skill. I mean, that's Absolutely. not – there There are guys – there are fast downhillers, and then there are fast or fast descenders. And then there's fast descenders in the rain, yep. like guys that, that I don't know, either they just don't care or they they just have it figured out. But I was not ever one of those yeah, guys. I remember you used to always yell at me oh, in the rainy yeah. descents. I'd be yelling. Slow the fuck down, George. Like, Shit, damn straight. We I do not want to be laying on the ground. Slow down. And I don't have the skill to do this. I fully confess. If it's dry, let's go. But if it's wet, I am dead ass last. But So they get 50. And then, and then these teams, Cannondale Trek, and then I think the Italian team start pulling. Any thought to having TJ pull? So that's a great question. Um, and there was you a little had, bit of a discussion. To, I nearly texted him. He's like, he's gonna, he, yeah. he actually has to start riding. So we couldn't make him pull before the time bonus because we were still hoping he can get that second. Got you. Um, I was kind of on the side of making him pull. Yeah. Um, but looking back, he, they wouldn't have made that much. If he started pulling... Maybe they would have gotten another five seconds. I mean, they were just, the whole group was done. Um, so I think it was the right call that we did not make him pull. It, it, was, it was up to Cannondale and Trek to chase that group down. They're the pro tour teams, and we put all the responsibility on them. Howes won the sprint. He was virtually in the leader's jersey. Um, so we had to risk it. We had to risk it that they were going to pull it down, pull, chase the time gap down, and TJ can maybe do something in the sprint at that point. Mm. Hey, I'm, I'm wanting to know, George, what you say to these guys coming in to the Colorado Classic as a whole. And if you heard it on yesterday's uh, Stages podcast, program-wise, you're, you're a small team up, up against some big boys, and I don't want to single anybody out. But generally speaking, like, w w did, was it, did you have just some sort of great pep talk? What were the expectations going in? As you said, 
you've already won. Yeah. You've, you've made a big splash. Uh, what does this mean for a program like yours? I hope it means a lot. I should, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to find out a lot more in the next few weeks. I mean, obviously, all of our sponsors here. Um, Mark is actually sitting right Mark outside. Mark Colavusco, right outside the door. Um, he was he was in the car all day yesterday. It was probably one of the best days um, of the team's history in terms of excitement and uh, you know just stress for that matter. But uh, our sponsors are happy. So and um, you know who knows maybe we'll pull up another a few sponsors. And my goal is to get the team to the next level. And uh, we've been doing a great job so far. And the guys are can't ride any better than they have this year. But hang on a second. If if and this is where you and I differ, and I and I've told you this, and I've told everybody else this. If the if the tone and the and the conversation and the message this morning was we've already won, I, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> I knew you would. I absolutely this knew you not, would. No, I this is no would. time to celebrate. What are you I'm with TJ on this. I'm with uh, uh, this kid. <laughs> TJ I, was the same. He actually agreed with me. What are you talking about? We did no, not. we are here to win the fucking bike race. <laughs> absolutely. The, the absolutely. whole bike race. It's called reverse psychology. I'm not going to stress no, these guys out in the morning. No. Maybe you would have done that and everybody would have listened, but my strategy was a little different. And you know what? It went well in the first part of the day and it... It wouldn't have been any different if I said, guys, we're winning this fucking race. <laughs> hey, you got him to cuss. <laughs> hey, uh, you said a goal would be to get it to the next level. What does that mean? Get invites to bigger races, more budget, both? Need, what does yeah, that both. mean? What is the next level? We need more budget. It's I mean, all of the above. All yeah. of the above. Yeah. We have all the contacts. We have all the infrastructure. We just need more budget, and uh, we'll get there. Okay, but again, can you we, give me? An, I don't mean, can you give me an example right, of what we, a next level race would be? We talked about sure. it, or budget wise. We talked yesterday. We hmm. compared a million. To, Georgia's team is mm -hmm. a million dollar budget, and there are teams in this race that have a twenty million dollar budget, but if not more. What's a what would be so a minimum, target race? When we're looking at that now, minimum for Pro Conti, which is the next level, is two point five, and that's the bare minimum. Um, and then once you go Pro Tour, you need you know fifteen. 10, 12 to 15 min oh, million minimum. A big jump. It's a big jump. All right. All right. Maybe there's probably a lot of people listening with, with checkbooks. Reach out to, to me. Out. I'm easy to find. George's <laughs> GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Should we bring the doc on? Or you, what else you want to say, George? Bring yeah. the doc on. I mean, I could tell a funny story about doc and how I met oh, doctor yeah. in Torre, California. George, yeah, George just wants to be done because his rosé is empty. Yeah, my rosé is empty. <laughs> One last question, and, and, George. And his sponsor is sitting outside the Airstream. Yeah, he's probably he's mad Bacon in the right sun. Now. He's like... <laughs> One more, one last question. What, what do you? What's the goal for tomorrow for your team? Good, great question. Well, we, I mean, we still, we're, we're still in it. We can certainly win the stage tomorrow. We got John Murphy. We have Miguel, who's riding great. Joe Lewis. We got a great leadout train. We showed the first stage that we're one of the fastest teams here. So, we're not done racing. Uh, we, we hope we can win tomorrow's stage. But not you. Nothing changes, right? I mean, no, I, I don't see anything changing. The, in the, the profile makes it look like it's a little lumpy, but nah. I don't. I would be surprised if well, uh, anything changed you. in the overall. Well, seeing you, a part of me wants to congratulate you, but with Lance sitting here, I don't. I know you can't do it. Just congratulate <laughs> me later when you leave. Your, leave the yeah, you guys. I tell you, what, you guys can go have a moment outside <laughs> together, and you know, sip some chamomile tea and congratulate each other. How about that? I'm gonna sit here and How have about a, another glass of rosé. I'm gonna have a Lance read and say this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm with TJ on this. I'm with I'm with the team leader. All right. All right. All right. We'll do a switch Thanks, here. Guys. We're switching out. George, good to see you. Thanks for updating all media outlets. George and I are going to, we, we got a big group going out to dinner tonight. It's going to be fun. We got a bike ride in the morning. Thanks, buddy. Um, See you, man. Doc's coming in. 
So before we before we turn to the doc, look, he doesn't even know where he's sitting. This is unbelievable. Oh, right. yeah. Sit right where George. Did you get more rosé, George? <laughs> no, I'm good. I gotta go anyway. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> okay. So th- thanks to the Infinite Monkey Theorem for letting us crash here and and um, and uh, post up. Awfully cool to see people. A lot of people out uh, this afternoon. Again, the stage tomorrow starts and finishes here. Uh, so we're excited to come back again for the final. They start a little earlier tomorrow, just so you know. Come out earlier because. As soon as that stage is done, JB and I get done, my ass is on the road going home to hug my kids and kiss my kids. Um, hey, but real quick, I just, I don't know if you guys can see my shirt. Quick, so th- quick now, if you guys want, we'll get TJ on here for a few minutes tomorrow. Yes. That would be cool. Let's, love let's, that. let's get Spicoli on. I can't wait to hear George what he has just, to say. George just confirmed that TJ Spicoli Eisenhart is coming on tomorrow. But um, what I was saying was, so this T-shirt that I'm wearing, I don't know if you can see it, but um, it's for a, a young fellow named Chad Young who was on Axel Merckx's development team, very similar team to George, uh, same age range, same budget, same, same everything. All the, their goals are aligned. So Chad, and if you listen to my weekly show, you would have heard me talk about Chad Young. Uh, he was doing a race in New Mexico called the Tour of the Gila in April and uh, had a terrible crash, one that didn't appear to be that bad, but net-net ended up being really, really bad, and unfortunately he passed away. Um, But but this is a kid, and again, I talked about this in in my intro for one of the weekly shows, that when I rode with him, he he was attending the Colorado School of Mines, which for those of you people who understand engineering and understand... Uh, that type of schooling. That's that is the Harvard for engineers. And so this he says, oh, I go to the Colorado School of Mines. I'm taking a few months off to race bikes. And I, I, I had a you know it was an eight man ride. We're riding two abreast. So I was having this conversation, and I thought, what what is this kid doing here? This kid is way too smart to be next to me. Way too smart to be riding a bike, racing a bike. He was so impressive. And just months later, we lost him. And so we had a. Uh, a the great pleasure of having his mom and his dad and his brother, who, by the way, looks exactly like him uh, in the studio just before we started. That's the reason we started late. Um, but they started a foundation uh, in his name. And, 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 the, and uh, Kevin, the father, just told us that Colorado School of Mines is actually going to give him his degree or give them his degree mm-hmm. in December, which is an amazing uh, gesture on their part. So uh, if you guys get a second, just, well, first of all, keep Chad in your thoughts and his family in your thoughts. But um, check out his foundation. It's uh, just a, just an awful story. This is a brutal sport. It, it, and it, and it, we can watch the images and we can watch these amazing feats, but keep in mind there are times where you hit the ground and it's just it's not good. And so no, and but. which leads us to our our next guest here, and well, we can talk an, about as an aside before we we get yeah. to the light things that might happen. I think one of the things, Lance, you polarizing figure or not. One of the great things that you do. There's no not to that, but keep going. <laughs> is the impact of you bringing up things like that that are brought into everyone's living room. Yeah. And. Well, these are, as, Doc, Doc, these are real stories. These are, these are real is, stories. And this these is are real life. And this is, know, again, what no one's going to criticize your, your benefits for cancer, your, your ability to touch a lot of lives. But, mm. you know, there's responsibility that comes with that. Right. And we'll flip this and get. A little bit lighter, but I think just the way you interacted with that family that I saw just before this is a testament to oh, you. who you are and a, and a bigger picture than bike racing. Thank it's you. just being a human being. So. Well, those are, you know, and those are meeting Chad, but that's an authentic story. You know, that's yesterday we talked about Amy Dombrowski's foundation. In, nobody sent us an email and said, hey, you know, 
her brother came by with his wife and their kids and, and talked to us. And so that's for JB and I, that's just that's a that's a that's a viral, easy, logical thing to talk about. So it's it's uh, we appreciate it. And then, and again, all both of those stories actually remind you how brutal this sport can be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So now we have we have the official you, you do all these races tour California you do this race did you do Utah tour Utah no did not do Utah oh, traditionally slacker. in the calendar <laughs> i know traditionally in the calendar too close to this race and too much time away from uh, regular life and regular doctoring and just to be official i am not the official race doctor of this race i am for you california are, and have been for the you are in my mind. duration <laughs> and uh, and those that organize the race have spent time in California to figure out, because as you can imagine, this is not a common sports medicine, typical kind of doctor job. So people that have done it before are hugely valuable. They were valuable for me to get into the sport. And when Jeff Huber and his team came aboard with this race being announced, he spent a week with me in California and realizing that this circus is not just putting band-aids on at 25 right. miles an hour. There's right. a lot of logistics that goes right. into so it. So we're going to get to that. But before we get to that, I just I have to tell the, the listeners and the viewers on Facebook Live and YouTube, et cetera, how we met. Because this, <laughs> classic. this is classic. This is so, life. And you're, you, I retire in 2005, should have stayed retired, come, <laughs> never mind, come back in 2009. In the middle of that, you become buddies with George and Christian, all these guys. They're your homies, but I don't know you. And so I'm racing for Johan's team, Astana, and we're doing Tour California. And, and I, we have a, a, a bus that we've rented, and I have my room in the back. And I walk, and everybody's gone. And I walk out of the back of the bus, and I'm walking towards the front of the bus, and I see this guy, which is you, like rifling through the, the shelves and the kitchen and all this stuff. And I, and I said, who the fuck are you? That is your exact quote. This is not an embellishment. That was the exact and quote. And I said, and you're like, what about, you were like, I'm pretty sure. I said, get the fuck out of the bus. That's right not now. an exact quote, but that was, I was, you didn't need to say anything yeah. at that point. And so, and then later in the, in, in the stage, George was like, hey man, I heard you, heard you, you know, you were getting on my buddy. I was like, well, who, oh, you mean the guy in the bus? Like, who's this? He's like, oh, he's the race doctor. I was like, oh, well, I didn't know him. He's like rifling through the stuff in the, anyways. <laughs> then we became fast friends. Fast forward to Tour California 2010, and I crashed, hit my head, blood. Every, you know, the the I still have this gnarly uh, cut, but uh, it's blood beautiful, ab- by the way. It is a beautiful scar. But so uh, I'm I'm gonna need sutures. Our team doctor calls you and says, "Hey, Lance needs stitches," and and so you meet the our team bus at the time somewhere on some roadside in California, and you're gonna give me the stitches under my eye. And uh, I'm laying down on the back of the bus, and you're, you're just about to go in with this needle that's like, you know, half an inch from my eye. And I said, I said, hey, Doc, I said, uh, remember that time I said, who the fuck are you and kicked you off our bus? And you go, yeah. How do you forget I, that? I go, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got I a needle. I think it was no hard feelings, right? You've got a needle <laughs> right next to your the eye. The needle is just about to go in my eye. I said, by the way, it's saline. It's not really numbing medicine because this is, who the fuck are you? You're going to feel this. <laughs> you might feel this. I got to know, how and why would you be an official team doctor at any event in bike racing? Is it, is it something you're super passionate about or how did you stumble into it or is it something you sought out? So what team, led doctors, you team doctors are a little bit different. They, they sort of manage a team and they're sort of, you know, like your 
primary care doc for your family. Uh, a race doc is a little bit different, so you're not really affiliated with any team. You cover the event. So you ride behind the chief comm car, typically, and you organize a team, and this team is huge. It's not one person. It's literally more logistics than it is medicine. Hmm. You're moving bodies around, and you're you know, having ambulances and helicopters on standby, and all these potential things that happen in a race this high profile with this many people, and you've seen and heard of the level of accidents and things that can happen. So we always say our best day is a day I never get out of the car. Mm. And that's, that's a day like today, never get out of the car. Mm. You ride behind, race, things happen, and you're, you're very, very happy to end the day with not putting on much more than I got on my knees and put on a, a Band-Aid at 25 miles an hour. And but how did but, you end up there? So that's a good question. What's your connection? So the beginning of Tour California, Tour California is owned by AEG. Right. AEG uh, also owns our soccer stadium and our Staples Center and a lot of the sports facilities in you Los Angeles. You live in Los Angeles. And yeah. I live in Los Angeles. And my senior partners were very involved with the soccer teams, men's and women's national team, the local professional teams. And so they had a relationship with AEG, and AEG approached the group and said, you know, hey, we're going to do this bike race. Anybody you know that wants to be involved in the professional bike race, we need medical uh, providers. And and there, our lead guy says, I don't want to do it, but I know somebody who would, because right. I was into cycling, and I rode a bit, and felt like this would be a great fit for me, running a sports medicine group. It's a great uh, opportunity, but at the same time, I didn't know shit about running right. a bike race because it's so different. It's not a, a medical sports medicine facility where you're sitting on a sideline. You got 20 seconds in our situation right now to make a decision. We can't pull somebody off the field, take them to the locker room, examine them, and bring them back and let them play. This is a very fast-moving decision-making process that is not for everybody. Yep. I never thought about that. And You don't ever leave, go to an ambulance, no. and go back. No. It just no doesn't happen in and cycling. Right, and the race doesn't wait, and there's no timeouts, and there's no, you have to make a decision. Or making a split-second decision Correct. whether someone gets helicoptered out or driven out. Correct. Wow. And, and all the things along the way. So I actually reached out to somebody uh, who was working Tour Georgia because at the time there was really no other big pro bike race in the States at that level that had the same level of riders. And when Lance was doing Tour Georgia, it became a big race. And I reached out to the guys that organized that. And Keith Borg, who was one of the ER docs that worked that race, I reached out to him and he said, Doc, let me tell you, if Metalist is running this race um, and they're asking you to do it, I'll come out and carry your bags. Yeah. And the relationship started there. And these guys have been literally by my side right. since the beginning. And Metalist is the company. So here, we and we've talked a little bit about the structure of this event you have Velorama, which is the entire four-day thing. You have the Colorado Classic, which is the race. But the but Metalist is the production company, so they put up the fences and the banner. Do your your favorite thing? Yeah. The mm -hmm. banner are the, uh, mm -hmm. barricades, the barricades. You know the staging. So they they but are the nuts and bolts of the course. Everything exactly yeah, right. They like do it they all. They do the right. race, and they they road closures, correct? And, and they with the police and exactly. all that. So that's their those are the, they're the guys who keep the race safe. Right. I I marvel at my logistics. I'm one. 50th of the logistics that those guys have to put together to put a race like yep. this on if you you know you guys have always been you especially have been in the ropes kind of just you ride your bike there is a circus of activity that takes place around one of these events and hats off to them because just organizing my little piece is not ever easy and no two days are the same yep. for them same drama yep and so the thing too is that uh you know the, the, when i 
the race doctor at the tour is, is I guess, arguably the most famous uh, bike race doctor in the world. And for all those years, we had a guy named Gerard Port. He was the race doctor for all of the, for every, even from my first tours all the way to my last. He was the race doctor. And Gerard, so the riders get to know him. He gets to know them. And it's, you know, it really is, uh, there's this bond between patient and doctor, which I'm sure you're, uh, you've that, done it 10 That plus. relationship is super important. Very because important. now the yep. team doctors actually respect your ability to make a decision on the side of the road when they're not in the car. Like, yep. I get texts. Every single accident, I'll get a text from team manager, team, yeah. team doctor, somebody that says, hey, how's my guy or whatnot. And that relationship's been fostered over 12 years. Yeah. Do you make, is that role, do you make the decision if someone can continue or not? Correct. Not like, like boxing? Correct. Oh, okay. And that's the hardest decision, oh, honestly. Kidding. Was the kid in California who hit his head? Yeah. The, the, this, right. this Canadale kid? Did, I mean, if, if, no, did you see the video of this, mm. JV? This, that was in California, right, Yes. Doc? This, is a, this so is a great example of This what, guy what hits do. the ground. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how hard he hit the ground, but he was, it was like he had just had like you know uh, twenty lanceritas. There's no, I mean, he was. We, there's no way he should have been on a bike, and it's, and it got filmed and captured, and as like happens in the world, we all saw it. It was unbelievable. He hit his head that hard. This is this is exactly the dilemma, and that's a great example. And there was a press conference a day later about how does this happen. What are the medical resources involved? Mm -hmm. And so to bring everybody up to speed, it actually was almost like a public service announcement for us, to, to, for, them, for folks to understand what is involved in a bike race and to cover it. And that situation was unique because he was in a breakaway and had just come over the top of a climb with a super, super technical descent, a descent that every year we do it, there's crashes. Mm -hmm. And probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Or they should ride it ahead of time and know what speeds they can do it. But either way, so so when that situation happens and there's a, a gap of a minute or two minutes at the top and there's a break of 10 guys, let's say, those all the vehicles that would normally be supporting those 10 have to move forward of those riders for the descent because the, the peloton's going to catch our vehicles that are in between the break and the peloton. So they have to move forward and get out of the way. Well, what that creates is there's going to be a gap. So if somebody goes down, we're now minute and a half yep. back so by the time i got to him he's having a conversation like you and i are having right now wow. i mean he's road rash from head to toe just clearly he was in a bad wreck i don't i don't have any visual of it i don't know anything about i haven't seen the video right i'm just a minute 40 back of a guy that crashed that i heard it crashed on the radio we talked to him he talks to us he asks how far back are the guys behind me Ask all the appropriate questions. And, of course, his team car came up right behind us, had a conversation with him, and it was very clear at that point he didn't need to go on. But ended up all ending well in terms of, yes, closed head injury, which is a super hot topic. And that's really our big determination for completing or not completing. And that's the speech I give to the manager's meeting yeah. before every race, is that, is that I will 99% of the time err on the side of letting your rider continue. So don't worry that I'm trying to pull people out of the race. But if there's a head injury or if there's a witness mm -hmm. loss of conscience or if we have concerns about a head injury, please, please, please don't argue with us and just let us pull somebody You know, out. we don't, we don't, you hear so much about that with football, you hear about it with other contact sports, even, even soccer in a sense. Um, you never, nobody talks about concussions or, or, or multiple concussions in cycling, but I mean, it, it does happen. Oh, yeah. come on. And, yeah. and, and, and the way these things accumulate and you sort of never get rid of them. And when we were kids and even when we were young pros, 
we raced, no helmets. I mean, we hit right. our, come on. It's, well, we can tell from your behavior that you hit your head a few times. We <laughs> know that. Thank I mean, that's, you. That's clear. Because I, you know, Doc, and I needed you, a, a, a medical professional, to come on here and on this show and tell everybody, justify to everybody why I do stupid <laughs> shit. So uh, that I'm good. Yep. I, let's see y'all out in Denver tonight. 400 close on. head impacts and four Lanceritas, and that'll do it. Ugh. Doctor, note. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear the official word because anybody who rides bikes, it's at some point you're going to have gnarly road rash. Yes. What is the absolute best way to treat that? That's a I've, that is a great question. I have dry, been there. Dry, wet, or med, so I have, yes. I have a favorite. Oh no. And it's been it's been I wouldn't say proven because proven requires double blinded studies that I don't want to get into medical science here. But I'll just tell you over the years, you do an amazing first scrub. And you get one. Hang on a second. Hang on. Oh. What's a scrub? You know, the you just clean it. Just like, 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 like you got road rash. Just How hard are we grinding on? You got no, asphalt like they in come your by skin. The, they come by the car. We'll squirt some spray on. Just make sure there's no nastiness in the wound at all. Most of them are fairly superficial. But we're not talking grinding. No, no, no. Okay. Not, not abrasive. Scrub not killing sounded, tissue. Scrub sounded like a grind. My apologies. Okay. So this is a this is a gentle wash. If there's if it's clean, it's more aggressive. If there's more debris in the wound, but you want a clean wound when you're done with that first. Wash slash right, scrub, right. Mm -hmm. and then you apply. You dry it completely and put tegaderm or an equivalent bioocclusive dressing, which keeps it moist. The key is, don't let it scab, because then it cracks, then it bleeds, then it takes There's forever the to get better. That's, that's answer right you there. put this bioocclusive dressing on it. It stays moist. It doesn't scab. It scars better, and it's a quote unquote miracle. You heard it here. Because we've all been by, there. By the way, it's nasty when it's that. Oh. Ticket, ooh, that sh starts no, collecting. Well, well if it <laughs> scabs if it, are if a lot If you get cleaner. fluid, no. If you get fluid underneath it, you can kind of pick up a corner and let it drain out. If you're not too grossed out by that, or you just come. Ugh. I had a great quote from a guy that was riding away from the finish as I was walking over here to meet you guys, and he's got all of his bandages and tegaderms and coban wraps and stuff on, and he was a guy that crashed in an amateur race before. I said you certainly received some first-class medical care from the medical tent today. He goes, oh, my God, if I can hire them all and take care of me for the next week, that would be great. Shit, and a week. Because <laughs> he wants day after day dressing changes and no, all that I know. Kind of stuff. Well, yeah. just, yeah, I know. A, it's a, a week would be a fast heal. Yeah. Like oh, for those me, things, they, they, because they, I always let things scab up. Lance, they'll heal in, in a week. It's such a, not. it's such I I know, it's not. such a it's, nasty thing to talk about. It's, but and the, scarless. It's so common. Road rash is so common amongst the amateur cyclists. Mm-hmm. And that's know. why we're talking about it, Doc. But the, the old Good school point. guys. Once will, again, public awareness. You can talk to two different old school riders, and the one's going to say keep it yeah. covered, and the other one's yeah. going to say let it air out. And you don't know what to believe. You heard it here. I've cover it. it. Yep, cover it. Active active people need an active dressing. Let it get active juicy. Healing. Keep it juicy. <laughs> so fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just. Uh, you can peel it back and let a little drip out. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That has, let see it how bleed. your wife likes we that. Honey, honey, come over here. Just watch this. Oh, uh, I had a whole... Can't wait to lay down tonight. Yeah, my whole leg oh, one time. Oh, the worst? And I, the my sheets? wife was so disgusted. You're like, you're sleeping elsewhere until this is over. It's or when, so gross. Or when you got road rash all over your body and you get up and you take the sheets with you. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. All right. We got to talk about something. Are we done? Right. We're at 35. We're good. We're good. Yeah, Doc. Thanks for being here. Hey, it's my pleasure. Yeah. And thanks you for doing what you do. And I think the coolest thing that you, or the, to me, the takeaway was we all have the family, Doc. 
But then, which is the guy you go and you like, you know. I got the sniffles. Yeah, I got, the, I got a little cough or whatever. And then, then you have the ER doc. So you're the ER doc. Like In this situation, mm-hmm. the funny thing is most people think of what we do is just from race start to race finish. We're actually taking care of the entire entourage. So when Tour of California, for example, last year's 11 days, women's race, men's race, 11 days you're taking care of over 1,000 people that forgot their blood pressure medicine at home. Yep. That mm-hmm. Skin their knee today doing something. The motor marshals, the people that organize the race, the announcers that get hoarse, all these other different primary care things, not high profile, not sexy, not right. anything that I, right. you know, pat myself on the back I and think we're wonderful, but you are just a ship doc, the basically. The announcers now hate you, but the announcers uh, let me just say something. Needy. You, you and me and George Christian Roll, Bobby Julik, uh, Mark Holowesco, and there's eight of us going, and Craig Lewis. Uh, going to Frosket tonight in Boulder. And so let me just say something. For those thousand people, if you think about getting sick tonight, don't call Dr. Modab. Yeah, there'll be some local care <laughs> for, be, for wait, that. Call, call his, his second-in-command tonight. Thanks, and thanks for the invite, by the way. I didn't. I didn't. I, it's Holowesco that did it. I think I'm just another gem I'm, on this planet. By buddy, the way, I'm on the wheel just like <laughs> An you. Absolute gem on the planet. All right. Hey, Cheers, I just guys, bul- bul- Hang on one sec, Doc. You can't get out because it'll make a bunch of noise. I just <laughs> noticed uh, Katie uh, from World Bicycle Relief is outside here. So for everybody um, that that participated during stages uh, in the month of July during the tour and bought We Do Gear stages gear. Uh, that we then gave money to World Bicycle Relief, or maybe you just did it on your own. You didn't have to buy the gear. Uh, thank you for that. But I just I, it just reminded me to talk about them because I saw uh, I saw her outside the uh, Airstream Studio. All right, we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Last day. This will be and this will be. I think this will be tomorrow. Will be the last stages until uh, early July. And you heard it from uh, Hincappy. He's bringing TJ by tomorrow. Who's been a buzz of this. Uh, event, yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna hold balls to deep, that. man. If anybody <laughs> says balls deep, no, uh, I you gotta bring I'm, him on. I'm on. I'm in. I'm there. I'm whatever you want me to be. I don't know what to expect tomorrow with this kid, but I'm dying to hear what Should he says. Should we do a live? Maybe maybe we do a live show outside at the Infinite, Infinite Monkey Theorem. That'd it be fun. Be, it could be. We'll see how things shape up. But uh, and I I, th- I think it'll be really good to uh, revisit that with TJ. Your conversation about the pressure. Of course. Uh, you know, he's been a buzz for the last 24 hours. The pressure you felt when you were his age, if not younger, and what that can do. I don't know. You can have kind of a yeah, a old man conversation. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I was going to say a fatherly conversation, but that uh, that seems weird. Yeah. A, you know, a mentor. A mentor conversation. I got, an, I got enough kids, buddy. I don't need to have another <laughs> fun. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll check you all tomorrow.